0: Welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads Live. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Harding. Tonight, we have PND Nation, better known as the Positive Direction Organization. The first part of our show, our guest deals with our health because I have a few friends and relatives who deals with this disease called lupus we have the Lupus Ambassador in the house tonight. The second part of our show, we will talk basketball with the Positive Direction Executive Director with coaching experience going back over 30 years. These women help countless young people throughout New York City while having a major impact on their lives. Without further ado, help me welcome to the show, Lupus Ambassador Karen Miller, and executive director Joanne Pinnock. you all ready, ready, Y'all ready. Yes, yes, yes. You have shouted out into, 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 the, into the, world the world of chaos. chaos. Where, everybody Where everybody goes, ha ha. Come on, come on, go ha. start. What's happening? What's happening, Karen? How you doing
1: tonight? Good evening. How's everything?
0: Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good.
1: I'm glad to hear that. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I, I've been checking out your Instagram, you know, seeing what you've been doing with the kids in the community, uh, the fundraisers you've been doing and giving uh, for this important, you know, drive that you've been doing, right? This important mission that you've been on right. to help. Conquer and cure the disease called lupus. Right. Uh, trust me, I have close friends, relatives that deal with that disease. And the people don't know, uh, T-Boss still deal with that disease. And a late great prodigy from Off Deep, you know, passed away from it. So we just want to keep spreading the message. I'm glad we can do this on our forum tonight. So welcome.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Definitely, definitely. And, look, you're a basketball head, too. So, trust me, I've been on your live and checking you out. So, you're definitely a fishy basketball head. So, definitely. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, what I usually like to ask my guests when they come on the show is, who introduced you to the game?
1: You know, that's a great question because as a little girl, I've always loved basketball. And I try to reflect back to think, who did or what did and I can't really pinpoint it, but I do know that I was always a Michael Jordan fan, sitting on the floor with my with my brother watching the, the Chicago Bulls and I just always loved the game.
0: Mike, look, my excuse me for a sec. Mike had an impact on us all. Trust me. Mike had an impact on us all and uh Victoria Mato said the same thing as well. So hey. That's right. And and especially after that last dance, even young people now know who Michael Jordan is.
1: I thought that last dance uh, documentary was phenomenal.
0: Yes, definitely. So where are you from?
1: I'm from Hollis, Queens.
0: Nice. nice. Look, my guy in the back already shouted out. My guy, Jamel Powell, our resident artist.
1: Okay. How you doing, Jamel?
0: Yes. He knows about the program. Yes. Okay. Hollis, Queens, for sure. Home of Run-DMC.
1: That's right. And LL Cool J. <laughs> and
0: LL. That's right. Can't forget to go. Yes. All right. So give us our audience a little background on yourself.
1: Um, my name is Karen Miller. Um, I coach with the a CYO program out of Flushing. Mayor's Nativity programs merged together. I coach with Positive Direction as well. Um, I'm a mother of a 23 year old daughter. You know, I have to first say that first, and first. Salute. Um, and I became a lupus ambassador with the Lupus Foundation of America pretty soon after I was diagnosed.
0: Definitely. So you you took charge of this head on.
1: So you know what? I'd like I'd like to I'd like to say that I'd like to think that, but I don't know if that's necessarily how it happened. Um, okay. When I was diagnosed with lupus, I only knew one person that had it. So I immediately reached out. And my my thing was to get my daughter tested because for me, I felt like, you know, as a mom, I'll fight through whatever, I'll deal with whatever, but I know that it can also be hereditary and genetic. So I wanted to make sure she didn't have it. Um, and I wasn't really surprised about the diagnosis because, my rheumatologist gave me a heads up. She first diagnosed me with another autoimmune disease called Sjogren's syndrome, which um, right. you may have heard Serena Williams, Venus um, yeah. um, has it. And so she told me to watch out for lupus. And so when I started doing my research, I realized that I had been having signs and symptoms for many years back. I just wasn't aware of it and educated about it. So it didn't really come as a surprise. And so she did tell me to get educated, and I feel that being educated and connecting with other lupus warriors within the Lupus Foundation really made the journey a little bit more um, easier, right? So I, I think it's definitely important to be educated and to take control and to connect with people. A lot of people, when they're diagnosed with um, illnesses, keep it to themselves. They don't talk right. about it. And I respect that, and I understand that. However, the more that you share with people and you understand you're not the only one going through it, support is extremely important. And you learn, you know, with lupus, a lot of people aren't aware of what it is, what it does. And to be quite frank, doctors are not testing people enough for it because mm-hmm. mean it's lupus. You know, they're, they're, they're hearing someone die from a heart attack, a stroke. Um, kidney failure, not realizing that the underlying cause was lupus. And so that's why I feel it's really important to share, to educate, and to connect. And so people aren't that willing to speak up about it. And it affects you in the workplace. If you're telling someone you have an autoimmune condition, they don't know anything about it. There's no cure for it. They're wondering will you be able to perform your duties? You know, is this someone that we should promote? You know, is this person going to always be sick? And there's a misconception too that people can catch lupus and it's not contagious.
0: Mm. Wow, and you just informed me on some things as well. And I, I knew people couldn't catch it, but definitely far as the doctors testing for, it, you know, or not testing for it, lack thereof. Um and I think uh they should, you know, especially uh, that people kind of sneaks up on people people don't know right right sneaks up.
1: no you're absolutely right and the, the problem the big problem with lupus is that it sneaks up on people and by the time you have a diagnosis you have so much damage that it's already done to your organs whether it's your brain your heart your lungs your kidney your skin your joints and you're on a ton of medication now to try to fix that. And there's no repairing and going back. It's maintenance because, you know, there's no cure for it. But right. if you're ignoring signs and symptoms and you're not aware of what this disease is, how would right. you possibly know? And a- another thing that I think is really key and a message that I like to get out is going to the doctor, going to get checked, going to have your annual physical, and really speaking up and saying, what you're struggling with, how you're truly feeling. Because I find um, people go to the doctor, they're intimidated by doctors, and they don't say what's happening. And they just listen to what the doctor's saying, okay, you're going to take this medication. And you're not researching and following your signs and symptoms. How am I reacting to this? How do I feel? And really communicating with your doctors. And with lupus, you're not just going to one doctor which is what people don't realize. Um, Mm. I have a cardiologist. I have a rheumatologist. I have a dermatologist. I have an oncologist. And this goes on because when lupus starts to affect different organs, you need a specialist for each of those ailments. But some people will just say, okay, I, I have lupus. I'm being one doctor. I'm on this medication and not realizing you should really take that chest pain seriously because the lupus could be attacking your heart. You should take those test results seriously where it's showing that the protein in your urine is high or the joint pain or you feeling dizzy or, you know, all of these different symptoms that we really need to pay attention to our bodies and take our health very seriously.
0: True indeed, true indeed. So what can people do to help with some of the symptoms? So the
1: complicated thing about lupus is no two cases are exactly the same people may have similar symptoms but they're, they're very different um the baseline drug that people the rheumatologists want people to be on is hydroxychloroquine which has been in the news so much now because right it. Right. Um, not everyone agrees with that medication as far as your body you know taking it and um, you need a baseline vision test because it can cause you to go blind. Uh, a certain percentage of people it's happened to. Um, a lot of lot of people are on steroids, which steroids mm. the gift and a curse, prednisone in particular. Um, right. when you're in a lupus flare. They're trying to get your inflammation levels down. So they'll put you on prednisone to try to manage it. But unfortunately, some people are so far gone that they take prednisone every day. Um, some people are on dialysis. They have kidney failure. Um, It really varies. For me, um, I was put on bed rest when I was initially diagnosed because I had lesions on my legs. It affected my skin because of sun exposure and Mm. put on a very strong medication, which I realized affected my stomach and then it threw my thyroid levels off. And I had a conversation with my doctor, like, okay, I'm on this medication. I I definitely want to get better and get through this flare, but... I never had an issue with my thyroid. So let's try to see when I taper off, revisit um, where my levels are and see what's going on. She didn't actually agree with me. And she said, no, I think you're going to need to be on this medication for the rest of your life. I really like to be proactive. I like to educate myself. And fortunately for me, I was correct. It was the medication that was causing a side effect for my thyroid levels. So I was able to get off of that medication. And then I started doing research about alternative um, supplements that I can be on. And my cardiologist has been phenomenal as far as really opening up and sharing with me what he suggests. So I'm big into uh, taking turmeric, CoQ10, um, MSM. And, and I really have this conversation with them because I don't respond well to the medications. I No one wants to be on medication. Obviously, if I have to, right. then I will do it. But I'd much rather try to stay off of it for as long as possible because as we all know medication can do a lot of harm yeah it's great you know it helps us stay alive but it can do a lot of long-term damage and I was just you know my thought process was if I start this medication now down the road what's going to happen you know am i going to lose my vision um am i going to be on 10 other medications and so i try my best to stay off of it and it's important to communicate with your doctors and have those conversations and monitor your, your blood levels monitor your dosage and really be involved in it
0: uh what about your diet
1: so diet how
0: important how important is that
1: uh, so my it's funny because my uh rheumatologist uh, we we had the conversation about that because I talked to her about going vegan and I actually had done that for a period of time and she wasn't convinced that it would make a difference. Um, but a lot of people that I've connected with and myself, even myself, I do know that diet does affect your inflammation levels. And with lupus, you really need to stay healthy and active. And it's challenging at times. Don't get me wrong, because some days the fatigue is just un- un- unbelievable. To-, to even get out of bed, to open up a bottle of water, like, you know, stirring a pot. Those are some of the day challenges that you don't really hear about. Um, but for me, what I found, I like to think that I found a pretty good balance. And it's not to say that I don't have any damage because I do. Um, but for me, staying active, um, getting out, uh, doing the things that I love to do, helps to keep me going
0: because it does affect your mental as well. Definitely, definitely. I just, in general, I think uh, watching what you eat uh, and eating the right foods, especially very high alkaline foods. Absolutely. Drinking lots of water. I was listening to John Sally speak the other day. He was on Fat Man Scoop Show, Mm -hmm. and he challenges everyone to eat vegan for a week. You know, and just slowly, look, I, I do it sparingly. You know, I go a week where I don't eat any meat. I juice a lot, drink a lot of water, eat a lot of greens and fruits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't eat pork. I don't eat beef. I rarely eat chicken. Uh, I eat a lot of turkey. I, I'm I'm Me and my guy, we suck for turkey burgers. So every now <laughs> and again, we get those turkey burgers rocking. And, and, right. But for the most part, it's just uh, a lot of greens, fruits, and water. And you know pineapple juice, no. which
1: I love. So you know I'm not vegan right now. However, I did find that when I was, I felt better. And I do think that diet does play a big part in how you feel, just in general, whether you have lupus. Right. Disease. Like, I love sugar. I'll I'll be the first to admit, but sugar definitely promotes inflammation in the body, and it's not good for us. So you know I like to think everything in moderation, and everybody everybody's body is designed differently. So what I may need, you may not need. I may be lacking vitamin D because I'm not in the sun too much. I might need, um, you know, a, a extra vitamin supplement because I'm not getting enough of it in my diet. And with lupus, I might need a little bit more because of what I'm going through. So, you know, I really think that people should be heavily involved in finding out what your body needs and and getting tested getting your vitamin d level tested getting having your blood pressure checked like all of these things are really important and we know that eating fried foods every day is not good and eating cakes and cookies and pies but it's it's you know we love the way it tastes it's
0: good right right we know right yeah
1: it's great but uh, and then being physically active too you know there's a misconception that skinny people are healthy and you know they don't have any health issues and it's like no that's not necessarily true you know i i'm not on prednisone right now but i have a lot of my fellow lupus warriors who are on prednisone and it causes them to gain a lot of weight and they're physically active but you know it'll cause like a, a their face to look like moon shaped um, and it's difficult for them to be active, but being active to me is extremely important. Getting your joints moving, you know, your heart going, that's extremely important. Whether And that's whether you have lupus or not.
0: Wow. That's, that's very, very informative. Yes. What's up, Callie? See my man, Callie's in the building. Say who else is in the building? What up, Tom? Coach Montos, how you doing? Great interview last night. My guy. Uh... Eric kicks in the building, Mister Robinson. What's up, my guy? Yeah, my teammate in college, Tony Robinson's in the building. Um, so how did you get down oh, okay. positive direction? So, <laughs>
1: um, I got in, into positive. My brother, who's on here, uh, Tony, he started first coaching with Positive Direction. And um, I was around the program, my niece was playing with the program, my nephew started joining, and Coach Joanne, who's will be coming up next, she approached me because she knew that I coached CYO and was always at the games and very enthusiastic about coaching and being around kids. And so she asked me to be a part of it, and um, I was honored and humble. And now PD Nation is like <laughs> my family, um, the support from. My basketball family has been tremendous, and to be able to coach a sport that I truly love, to be able to be around kids that motivate me to keep me going, and to have such a tight knit bond has been tremendous for me. Like it, I, it, I can't even put a price tag on it. Um, about two years ago, Coach Joanne. Um, put on a one day tournament, a basketball tournament for lupus awareness. You know, I was having a walk, I've been doing the walks. I didn't realize like it popped up on my Facebook page for a number of years now. Um, And that meant so much to me to see everyone come out and support and, you know, the kids with the purple t-shirts, you know, the purple is the color for lupus Um, and, and finding out how many other parents were affected by this you know one of our coaches his sister died from lupus and just that one day was just extremely powerful and i can't stress enough how much my pd nation family supports me and i i, I don't want to catch any flack my cyo basketball family I got them to shout out to them because once i joined pd nation they were like well what, what's this what's up with what us now but um I'm so thankful to be a part of the program. Um, the support from, from them has been tremendous. And I, I can't thank them enough for just welcoming me and encouraging me and just being there. Like, being around kids has always been a joy for me. But, but seeing these, these these kids, like, develop over the year and, you know, start making baskets and using their left hand and playing defense and, like, when I'm at a game or when I'm with the kids like, I'm not thinking about anything else like, I'm all in and, and that's one of our, our hashtags But I, I I just love it and that helps to keep me going
0: listen when I ask you that question your face just lit up right so I know how much fun and how much enjoyment those kids are bringing you because I, I saw your face light up so let's make some noise for P&D Nation that's right <sighs> That's right. That's right. For sure. Yeah. So, um, did you play sports coming up?
1: You know, uh, I'm thankful that my other brother and my sister aren't on here because they can't stand when I give this answer. Right. So to answer your question, I did not. And the reason is because I was an older sister growing up um, with two other siblings in the household that I I, I was growing up in. And I wanted to badly. I mean, there was only one other person or one other girl on my block that liked basketball. And we, I mean, love the game, love the game. But, you know, back in the days, I had to go pick up my brother and sister from school. And I resented it. So much because I'm like, I can't play sports. I can't get involved in activities because I got to watch them. I didn't have kids. So they hate when I tell that story. But so, no, I did not. You know, um, we had a youth group at the church that I belonged to, and we would play recreational basketball there, but I wasn't able to. However, I'm, I'm proud to say that my younger brother... And he he does credit me for him playing basketball. He played at the D two level um because he just knew how much I love the game. And I guess he figured, well dang, I gotta make it up to you some way, since it was because of me. <laughs> uh, so you could play. but yeah.
0: What's what's your brother's name? Give him a shout out. Uh
1: my brother Wayne Ennis. <laughs> um he's not on he's at work right now, but yeah, he'll definitely probably salute, be-
0: salute Wayne, yeah. definitely.
1: <laughs> he'll he'll probably have my head later for that.
0: So do, do you have any other functions in positive direction besides being a coach?
1: So <laughs> my PD nation family will tell you there's no function of just being a coach in PD nation. Like, gotcha. you know, you know um, I coach with three teams with PD. Um, we have a basketball Academy for, it's, it's like a farm league. Um, we run tournaments out of the home gym. So, you don't Um,
0: tell me tell me about the farm league first of all and we can move on to the other thing
1: okay so the farm league is really a basketball um academy for the younger kids that are just learning so it's a developmental um, program so i help out with that too and pd's a family so wherever there needs help you help in and you you step in and you do whatever needs to be done so i never consider myself just a coach i consider myself uh, a coach. I consider myself uh, a mentor to a lot of these younger kids. I consider myself uh, a, a sister to my, you know the other staff members. Uh, a sister to the to the other coaches. So um that's why I can't just say I'm just a coach repeating. Like that's that. When I tell you that's my family. That is my family. <laughs> I love them. That's I love right. them and I love the programming. You know, shout out to Coach Joe who I know is coming up next. Like. When you asked me about being on the show, she has done such a phenomenal job um with her program. And, you know, coming full circle, one of the the coaches that used to coach with the program, he used to try to recruit my daughter. My daughter actually could shoot the ball really well, but basketball wasn't for her. And okay. Ember, like when she was younger, um, fundraisers and I would see, you know, PD positive direction and always support the fundraisers, but wasn't actually directly involved because my daughter was playing. Volleyball and softball and wasn't into it like that, but it's amazing how things come full circle that now I'm coaching with the program and you know, have known about it for years and and, and just love being there
0: uh, My god Cass says I sponsor one of our MDP junior high school kids in their program every summer. Oh. Wow. wow Yeah, it's one of my coaches Uh, at our junior high school kid at our junior high oh. school. Yes,
1: for that. That's that's phenomenal. I wish that we had more people that would do that for the kids. The kids definitely need and they benefit from the program.
0: Salute to you, big Cats. for sure. Okay, so uh Joanne, Miss Peanut, let me tell you something. When I reached out to Karen, she was like, Listen, I can't go on your show. I can, but I would like to send Joanne Peanut, the head of our program on the show, I was like, "Wow, that's very big, right?" Because usually people who I reach out to, they they jump on it. But you didn't turn me down. You wanted to put Joanne in and give her flowers, right, Absolutely. and make sure that she's recognized, which is only right. Absolutely. So, with saying that, I'm going to say. My guy Jamel Powell, when I sent out the pictures for it to get done, I sent out two pictures of you instead of one apiece. Okay. So he's gonna make sure that Miss Pinnock's picture gets done, and we make sure that both of you guys get it at the same time.
1: We appreciate that. That's no problem. Cool.
0: No problem. All right. Yes. Alright, so let's talk a little basketball real quick before we bring her off. Okay. I heard you talking about uh the championship, and the playoffs the other night. <laughs> Who was you rooting for?
1: So I always tell people that my relationship with NBA basketball is a little complicated, okay? So <laughs> I'm a,
0: very true, very true.
1: I'm a huge LeBron fan, and okay. I can't get into the who's the GOAT, you know, is he better than, than Jordan, and, and, you know, the all those discussions. I respect his game, and so I was definitely rooting for him. Um, I, I, I was rooting for LeBron. I'm not a Lakers fan, but I'm a LeBron fan. So, you know, my brother, he's on, his, you know, holding his head. Where LeBron goes, I go. And I respect him on a different level. So, I'm, a lot of people watch the game and they're interested in, 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 in ooh and oohed and ahed by offensive players. Definitely right. get it. You got to put the ball in the basket to win games. I love defense. I love great passing ability i love you know high basketball iq and more than anything team chemistry and making your players better around you and that's why i love lebron and was rooting for lebron to get the ring not that he's going to get any more respect from all of his haters because you know that's just not going to change but i was definitely rooting for lebron
0: okay all right all right no i love lebron uh i love lebron more off the court than on the court, even though I think he's an amazing player. Right. Um, and salute to them and, and whatever they accomplished. But some <laughs> guys have, like, two starting fouls in that one team. <laughs> so, you know what? You know, That's they you always like need help. <laughs> you always need help. <laughs> you always need help. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to use the other thing, anything <laughs>
1: I might have to have a show with him on there. We'll have that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> credit um, the NBA and LeBron James. But I, I would be so remiss if I didn't give a shout out to the WNBA players. Because yeah. as, as a little girl, when the WNBA started, I mean, I was like head over heels, super proud then. And even super proud now because they don't get as much credit as they deserve. And so I don't know how many people on here were watching the 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 um the playoffs with the WNBA players but phenomenal like those ladies play hard Brianna Stewart, yeah yes amazing coming off of an injury like they really deserve a lot more credit than than them than they get to so you know not to take it back off the NBA but you know I got it I got a shot no
0: no no and salute our New York players Epiphany Press and Sue Hicks. you know right. definitely mm-hmm. salute 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 Absolutely. all day
1: yes for sure if
0: you want to get them on the show For sure, and celebrate them. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Been solid. Okay, no drama. Okay, so we've been watching LBJ since he was 15 years old. He's been solid, no drama the entire time. Very true cast. Listen, when a lot of kids, I watch a lot of phenoms come up, and a lot of them don't live up. Right. To that greatness, to what everybody else think they should live up to. Mm-hmm. Now you got to seek it within yourself because it's very hard to do. Absolutely. Right. A lot of you know a lot of people uh, are selected, but only a few are chosen. Yes. Yep. Right. And LeBron knew. And was the man. He was the chosen one, and they was gonna be watching him every step of the way. Right. So, you know, salute to everything he had to deal with.
1: For sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. Top five players that come out of New York City. Ooh.
1: <laughs> I wasn't expecting that question.
0: Hey, hey you got it. If you pass this exam, you're going to graduate a basketball head or official basketball head.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's it's, it's on my heart. To shout out to uh, Coach Dave, Coach Dave Edwards. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah,
0: an R.I.P. Yes. And
1: um, you know, Coach Dave, Coach without program, and we were all very um, close. And so, when you just say New York basketball, that's the first person that comes to my head. That's the first person that's on my heart, and I can't even think of anybody else right now except for him, because mm. I miss him so much, and. He meant so much to everyone in our program, and I know there's great players out of New York, but we miss Coach Dave, and and that's that's that's, that's my favorite player out of New York. Period.
0: Got you, got you, but we're not gonna let you off the hook so soon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, somebody help her out in the room. Top five New York City players the whole time. So, you still want me to answer?
1: Top five basketball players in New York City, male or female?
0: Both. It'll make a difference. Uh,
1: maybe, Maybe. I guess my time is up, huh?
0: Look, read on the screen. Come on now. They people try to remind you. you no, people from queen.
1: <laughs> well, of course, Kenny Anderson, I mean like he's definitely top 5. I mean, Epiphany Prince is is a legend from New York. Um Yes,
0: yeah.
1: You know, I'm thinking right now and not necessarily then. Um I I I can't, I can't I can't really choose like so you know,
0: I wasn't a Steph Marbury fan. Please don't, children, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, she's on the You said
1: who? You said who? We got you said here. Steph Marbury? Steph- I- I'm reading here Tina Charles, Steph Marbury, Tiffany Prince. See, Pope see? The people, this is what I'm saying. Burn. The PNB
0: Nation. This is what we all about. <laughs> yes.
1: They have my back. They have my back.
0: That's what I wanted to see. There you go.
1: They have my back.
0: Salute, salute. Well, I definitely had some fun with you, Karen, yes. and thank you for being on the True. show. Thank you for all the information. Thank
1: you so much. Um, I really
0: appreciate you. Yes, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Let me see how long. How, she, I, I, I all right, all right. I, I'll give you, I'll give you a sneak peek. Okay. <laughs> I'll okay. give you, a, I'll give you a sneak peek. <laughs> all right, and then, uh, yeah, we could do that. you are ready? Already? Ready? Ready?
1: wow wow i love it wow he's really talented thank you for making me look that good (laughs) thank you
0: yes yes he's
1: talented i really appreciate that i'm looking forward to that
0: Yes, and, and he's a Queens guy. He went to Jackson. He played for the, the late, great Coach Gramby. Oh, okay.
1: He's a Jackson guy. I went to Springfield
0: Lions High School. Oh, nice, nice. 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 <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, Coach Pelock is on the line and ready to go. I'm sure Thank you, Karen. No problem. Thank Appreciate you so much. You. Have a good one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Coach. Joanne hi, hi, yeah. how you hi, doing? Hi. I'm doing good, well hi, in yeah. your stuff. Okay. Yes, yes, doing well. Um, we just had uh, Miss Caramel on the show, one of your coaches. And like I said before, when I first invited her on, the first thing she said was, uh, Mr. Glenn, I respect your show and what you're doing, but you have to get Joanne Pinnock on the show first. And I was like, wow, I definitely stood with that. And I want to get to know some of the great things that you've been doing for over the last past thirty years.
2: <laughs> well, first of all, um, Karen is is a tremendous, tremendous woman, um, and that's what we really, um, you know, strive for at Positive Direction to get good people around our next generation, and she is yeah. incredible. Um, you know, I, I know she spoke a lot about um, the lupus, and and she does a lot yeah. of good work for them. Um, but, you know, she's somebody that day in and day out, no matter how she's feeling, gives herself to our student athletes. And um, PD Nation would not be the same without her. So, um, oh, you know, cool. I just I, I have to make sure that we, we understand that, you know, she's definitely somebody that we um, that every program needs, not just our program, but every program.
0: Well, for for her to, to make sure that, you know, you get your shine as well, that means that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as a leader, right? To make sure that everybody is following those same guidelines and that model for these young kids. So salute to you and what you do.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yes. So first question of the night, who introduced you to the game of basketball? Uh,
2: my dad. Um, we we are a basketball family, um, but my dad introduced us to the sport um, he encouraged us, so did my mom, um, to do something. It didn't always have to be uh, basketball, but it had to be something, a sport, an uh, instrument, musician, anything.
0: Okay, can you bring the phone down just a little bit more, please? There you go, there you go. Good? There you go, perfect, perfect. So where did you grow up in New York City? Uh, Queens Village. Um, Queens, number Queens. Queens, Brooklyn.
2: Shadyville. Shadyville, Shadyville. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Got a Queens guy here, my God,
2: husband um, Jamil Powell. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Queens Village, um, we, myself and my two brothers, we played uh, CYO growing up. We came up through CYO. Um, not, not AAU. We were at the park. Um, you know, we're, we're a bit up there. So we were more in the parks. Um, and then we all found our way and, and made our way into coaching. So um, we're definitely a basketball family, and, and, it's, and now it's going down to our kids.
0: <laughs> right. Listen, I, I think more players were made in the parks and CYO leagues than AAU in New York City. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I, I think once we go up to play AAU, we, we already know and, and got our name and just make it big out there. But we definitely get our reputation uh, playing in the park and summer leagues here in New York City. Absolutely so cyo was like the first team that you were on
2: absolutely yep so cyo um i guess i was in like third grade um and you know but played at our lady of lords and um we all got our our foundation there um my dad was involved you know he either was coaching or or doing the door and you know your typical (laughs) typical sunday afternoon um and and then I made my way to Mary Lewis Academy which is where I coach now. Um so I coach at my alma mater and I played there. Um and then I, wow, didn't, play. Okay. I didn't I didn't play in college.
0: Um All right, all right, cool. Let's let's slow down. Let's slow down so. Let's, <laughs> let, let's talk about that time in high school now. All right.
2: <laughs> we could talk yeah, about but it, but uh, we, we, did, it, it was like the, let's see how let's see the big names that you know. It was like the Jill Cook era so when we played Christ the King um, maybe we scored 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
0: Keep it 100. That's what we do about It Yes. It was, it yes. was yes. definitely yes. A,
2: a time from the past, not a time that we want to bring up. I'd rather talk about, you know, the present. <laughs> um, Mary Lewis. That kind of said it all. Yeah. Mary Lewis was a, a academic school. It still is, but we've gotten a lot better on the basketball side. So, um,
0: well, look, it's, uh, it's, it's more about the journey, right? Uh-huh. And I tell people, you know, some people are afraid to come on the show because they feel like they didn't accomplish more than somebody else who was on the show. And I say, look, everybody's journey is different, right? What basketball teaches us at a young age is how to get along with people, how to play with a team, right? Uh, builds our confidence and it can do a lot of other things socially to help us develop as people. So, with with saying that, with you being a basketball head, it, it doesn't mean how many wins and losses you have, or how many trophies, or how, how many All-American honors. Oh, no, but it, definitely taught, it definitely
2: taught me that I did not like to lose. It definitely
0: <laughs> taught me <laughs> <See>? <laughs> Right. And that's in anything. That's in anything, right? That's good. That's good. And did you play all four years? Uh, yes. Yes. Now, look, not too many people can say that. Oh, I know guys who played maybe. in the NBA who've been on here. <laughs> and who maybe played. we can say that. <laughs> right. So what, listen, it doesn't make a difference now. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's people that played at high caliber schools that had to play mm-hmm. freshman, JV, then climb their way up. So always give those people props who kind of made it, started playing, you know, varsity. Or made the team their ninth grade year because not too many people could say that. Definitely. So when you was coming to pool, the best player in your neighborhood?
2: Um, not in my neighborhood, but there were really good girls out there. Um, like I said, Jill Cook, um, Margaret McKeon. Um, there was. I mean, there was. There was girls that were okay too at Mary Lewis. Um, actually. One of the better players uh, that was at Mary Lewis, now her daughter actually plays for me at Mary Lewis. So, um, you know, it, it kind of it was a different time. Um, I think that fundamentally um, we were better, but athletically, obviously, um, the athleticism has gotten a lot better.
0: Oh, man, let me tell you. I, I, I coached girls for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and it was such... An amazing experience because like you said i remember girls playing back in the days and they fundamentally sound but now these girls got game yeah (laughs) you see them do some things and i'm saying whoa this 14 and 15 year old girl doing this how they pay attention to detail right and all those little nuances that We used to kind of beating into guys, like, come on, do this, and yell and scream, and you tell this to a girl, and it's kind of done. Correct. So that was my experience, and it was an eye-opening experience, and I keep saying this because now I'm paying more attention to girls' basketball more than I ever did, and I just think it's important. So what made you get into coaching, and how long have you been coaching?
2: Um, so I started coaching when I was about 19, 17, mm. 18. I started assisting um, Ronnie Lasise, who um, rest in peace. He was one of my first coaches from Our Lady of Lords. And, and Ronnie, back in the day, was big into girls basketball. Um, so he he um, really got me started. I actually coached with the Liberty Bells as his assistant coach, which was a big wow. AU team back then. Um, out of Christ the King High School, and then um, mm-hmm. I just decided that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take this. I like this, you know. I like doing it. And then I took a CYO team over at Our Lady of Lords, and then uh, I guess when I was about 20, I made my way over to St. Clair's, which is where I've been ever since. Um, and uh, 2021 will mark 30 years that I'm at St. Clair's with my program. I started wow. Positive Direction in 1991, so. Um, it just started off as something that had like two teams it was boys teams i don't know if anybody remembers the names daryl boykins
0: and yeah i remember i remember i remember daryl
2: went to to mcclancy um so those were the first group of uh, of boys and i actually coached boys for a year two years three years around there and then um i started our girls program and it's been it's been a great journey um I love doing it. Um, Obviously, there's days that you wake up and, um, you know, (laughs) you say, you know, why am I still doing this? And then by the end of the day, you remember why you're still doing it. Um, I I, I Mm -hmm. truly am passionate about um, the program that I run, um, what the name stands for, and how many young people it can impact. So, um, you know, it's just something that I, I love
0: doing. How did you get it started, and what made you come up with the idea?
2: Um, it just started with, like, you know, two, two teams that were CYO teams. Um, and then around that time was when, like, the AAU kind of started really to pick up, and kids didn't want to just stop playing in February um, or March when CYO ended. I mean, the trend back back before that was, you know, kids would play – CYO basketball, and then they would play CYO baseball or CYO softball, and then they would play, you know, um, whatever, track, you know, CYO. It was always CYO. So one sport ended, and then the other sport picked up, and then that kind of faded out, and kids wanted to play year-round basketball. Um, so that that's really where we picked up. Um, my, my big thing with positive direction was that I did not want it to be just for the kids that could play, I wanted God. it to be a program where the kids that couldn't play that well um, could learn how to play. So there's different levels to our program. I mean, we've had players that have gone on and gotten Division One scholarships and graduated, and then we have you know um, our little four and five year olds running around that we're teaching how to play. So um, you know, we we try to we try to do what we can to make sure that there's room for everyone and there's a spot for everyone.
0: I always told people there's more kids out there that's trying to learn how to play than kids that can actually play.
2: Absolutely. It's very easy to coach somebody that already has skills. But um, I, I have to say that the coaches that we have, the, the, the guys and, the, and the, the women that work with me, um, they're all about making everybody feel like they belong and also getting um, kids better. You know, um, like I said, my program in 30 years has not had an MBA or a WNBA player, but we have really, really, really good people that are in their 30s now that are established, that have masters, that have degrees that they did not have to pay for because they went on scholarship. And and that's really what it's about um, to have those young people come. I call them young because they're younger than me. But to have them come back um, and now you see them with their children and they're trying to get their kids in farm league. You know that that's really where I say you know those are my trophies. Those are my trophies. So um, I guess it's what you you know what you're looking for out of this. But um, you know I, I love winning championships. Uh, anybody that's seen me coach knows I, I do not like to lose and I, I love. I love to win championships, but you know what? At the end of the day, those those trophies you got to keep dusting. So, you know, I I definitely, (laughs) I definitely (laughs) like it better when the people come back.
0: (laughs) Listen, people, you know, they always say, "Yo, why haven't all your trophies?" You know, I I have one in the back here. I keep more of the plaques. I ain't got time to be cleaning all those trophies. (laughs) Like for people who have like a few trophies, it's it's easy to dust and keep and maintain. When you have a lot of trophies, it's hard to maintain. Right. So you put things right. in the closet and you know talk about them. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That's it. So, what are some of the standards you have for your coaches? That you're, you know that they must abide by.
2: Um. So I'm really not into the um the recruiting aspect of it. Like I feel that um let's pick our team and let's stick with those ten kids or eight kids and um. You know, they know how I feel about, don't let me find out you went to a game and after a game you asked the kid to come play with us. Because that's just not something that I feel that, you know, anybody should be doing out there. And I get it, times have changed, but if you're truly a coach and you really care about the betterment of boys or girls basketball, and you're in it for the kids, as we hear that so many times, then you should be able to take the same 10 kids and work with them throughout the year and get them better, bring them to the games, and, and, and follow them through, um, you know, everybody, you know, like I said, anybody can coach kids that can play.
0: Yep, yeah. You know, listen, when you can coach the kids who come to your school that's just in your school and you wait to see who comes to practice without going out and searching for the next big thing and you coach those kids to greatness, no better feeling. No better Absolutely. feeling. Absolutely. You I tell people all the time, and I'm going to keep saying it, we won a city championship in 86 with no All-City players or all All-Americans. And we Kids beat All-City, now, we beat <laughs> All-City yep. players and All-Americans.
2: Yep.
0: So, listen, it's just about the work you put in and how well your team worked together. Because even Michael Jordan needed a team.
2: Absolutely. I think that's also one of the concepts, too, is that the team concept, um, I think, you know, today especially, you teach the kids how to be a team, your your players, um, you teach your coaches how to be a team, and I think at this point, we have to start educating the parents on how to be a team. Um, I think if you can get more of the parents to be a team and understand the concepts, you'll have a better team. Um, because I think a lot of it now is, you know, somebody's going left, somebody's going right. Everybody has different goals and, um, it's hard to be successful if you have, you know, 10 different goals on the team. There can only be one goal because you're supposed to be a team. So I think that, you know, there may have to be a little bit more education part on the parents, you know, what, what is that? What is a team?
0: Very true. Very true. What are the ages and uh, other sports do you have under
2: the PND Nation? Oh, no, no, no. We are a one-sport program.
0: <laughs> I, I, I just need you to clarify that. We
2: stick to what Your we're good basketball at. No
0: reason. We, are, yes, we definitely. stick to
2: what we're good at. I, I, I tried cheerleading back in the day because the girls didn't want to <laughs> do basketball. It just right, didn't work right. out. So we just Got do basketball. You. And um, we start at four years old. Um, And we go all the way up through seniors in high school. So you know, once you've played your last summer and, and you're ready to go to college, then, you know, we, we, we put you on the uh, alum, alum list.
0: Got you, got you, got you. So, can you give a shout out to some of the other coaches that you have in your program?
2: Sure. Um, we have Tony Doolin, who is the head coach at ASA. Um, Tony Menzies, which is Karen's brother, who's my JV coach at Mary Lewis. Um, Tim Briscoe, I know y'all know that name because he, he he played back in the day. Um, Tim yes, Briscoe hmm. has been with me for more than 20 years now. Him and his wife. Hello, his wife is my director. Um, I have uh, Dave Robinson, who um, we call him Coach Beef, but Dave Robinson. Um, George Brister, he also um, played my husband, Fabian Pinnock. Who played at springfield gardens high school
0: um okay uh i would like to probably ask you who did you play with because i had some springfield garden guys up here already um including coach norm roberts who went to uh springfield uh-huh. back in the days yes yep um let me see who
2: else i got i got rudy rudy Shaw. um Karen. Well, you met Karen. Karen does. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, Teron Whitfield. Teron is the assistant coach at Malloy High School. um, The Okay, okay. He actually played for us from when he was a little boy and went to uh, Malloy High School, played there, then went to Marist and then came back and coached.
0: Salute. That's that's what it's about.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's a
2: success story right there. <laughs> so we've we've had a few coaches, co- a few players come back and coach. Um, Shanae Freeman, who played, um, she was one of one of the girls that was my first graduating class out of Positive Direction. She played at Fairleigh Dickinson, and now she is down with Team Durant. She is um, nice, yes, but she had come back to coach with us, and then she got married and moved down south. So. Now she is uh she coaches with Team Durant. So.
0: Well, well let her know. Uh she got a uh a Fairly Dickinson alum who got a show called Basketball Heads. I'm gonna know. She might I don't know, but yeah, yeah she's
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. that's cool, that's cool. So did you did you go to like uh coaching camps? Did you uh were mentored by any coaches to get your game and craft tight?
2: Um, so I work on my game every day, every day. And I tell people that all the time. Like, you can never think that you are that good of a coach. Like, every day you have to learn. Um, of course, I talk hoops with my brother. My brother's the head coach at the King High School. Um, you know, he's done so much over there. Uh, I speak to him. My other coaches in my program, um, as Karen said, um, Dave Edwards was, like, my right hand at Mary Lewis Academy. Um, I learned a lot from Dave, a lot, Um, and I mean, throughout the years, I've just done, I've gone to clinics, and and I've done webinars, Um, I actually coached at two different colleges as well, I was the head coach at Westchester Community College for one season, and I was um, the head coach at Manhattan Community College for uh, three seasons, Um, junior college just wasn't for me, but. You do, as you go along, you meet a lot of people. And I just, I'm not afraid to learn, you know. Um, I've always kept very good assistant coaches as well. So I make sure my assistant coaches know more than me so I look good.
0: <laughs> Listen, if, if you don't have nobody next to you that's smaller than you, then look, what, what exactly. are you doing for right? right? <laughs> exactly. That's right. So so when, when I told you when Karen made that gesture, I already knew that. Positive Direction's an organization that has run well because that's how you want your organization to be ran.
2: Absolutely.
0: Definitely. So what role does Positive Direction play in the lives of young people you work with, besides basketball?
2: Um, I guess what role don't we play? So we, we do a lot of mentoring, obviously. Um, you know, you have to when you're in this business. Um, we do make sure that if, you know, kids need us to go with them for um, visits for colleges, Um, Even as far as high school advisement, I mean, just because I coach at Mary Lewis, every girl does not have to go to Mary Lewis. Um, Just because Teron's at Malloy, every boy doesn't have to go to Malloy. Just because my brother coaches at Christ the King, everybody doesn't have to go there. So we make sure that the kids know about all the high schools, public, Catholic, private, um, you know, and educate them and the parents. Um, I am very fortunate. My organization has a very, very strong parent support. So I know a lot of organizations don't always have that, but we do. We've always had it. So our parents are very involved. um, And we just try to educate the parents and the kids on what decisions to make. Um, And then once they're finished with college, it doesn't stop there. You know, we try to make sure that they can find jobs. Um, You know, Tehran actually works at the school that I work at. So, you know, we, we do try to help them out and get them jobs depending on what they're going
0: to do. Awesome, awesome. So what does your job, what, from right here from Karen, knowing that part of the direction has one job. <laughs> <laughs> no. But being the executive director, all right, we're going to come back because uh, the live is about to end and I have a few more questions and we're going to wrap it up, okay? Okay. okay. Definitely. Oh, so we was talking about um, what your job entails. So my job at Positive Direction, or my real job that I get paid for. <laughs> okay. What well, What else do you do besides outside of that?
2: Oh, so I um, am a dean at St. Clair Catholic Academy. Um, that's where I've been for 20 years.
0: So that's my real job. Um, Salute to all the deans. Me too. <laughs> For sure, Martin That's Depore. what pays the bills. That's what pays yes. the bills. Yes. Good, 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 cool. So can you give some advice to any young people out there who don't see a future as a player, right? But still won't be part of the game. What advice would you give them?
2: Um, I always tell um obviously the the young people that we need more young people involved. Um, because what happens is the younger generation wants to see the youth, um, you know, come back and, and, and do what they do. So, as I said before, having Tehran there, um, it, it's somebody that my son now can look up to and say, you know, this person's a lot closer to their age than mommy or daddy or, you know, the older adults that are in my program. And not that we're, not, you know, we can't do a good job, but I just think that they can relate better to the next generation. So, we need those young people to come back. Um, and especially the young ladies. We definitely need to see more females um in, in the basketball world and, and my my biggest advice to the females is not to get discouraged. Because mm. I think too many of the females get discouraged because it is male dominant. But I mean I still have thirty years being around you guys. So <laughs> that is right. me out. To
0: move, to move. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, it, it's it's just you know they just have to stay positive and stay focused because um, it can get done. It can get done.
0: Yeah, I I, I made it a point to want to do all women this week. Um, like I said, I'm connected to a lot of guys, but after having that experience coaching those girls, uh, that Saturday at the Mo Dirt uh, Mo Kirby Day Memorial. Oh man, it it was an awesome experience. So I said, you know what? Not only that, I'm just going to try to get a wide range of females doing different things, but also connected to basketball.
2: And I appreciate that. I appreciate that.
0: Definitely, definitely. It's it's not going to be the last time. Trust me. (laughs) That's right. So now I put character to test. Since you boss lady, I'm not going to do you like that, <laughs> all right? I'm going to let you slide. Who are some of your favorite players to come out of New York City?
2: Favorite players to come out of New York City. So I'm going to go older. Of course, like Karen said, Dave Edwards, but I typed in Kenny Anderson. You got to love yes, Kenny yes. Anderson. Yes. Um, Steph, Steph Marbury. Uh-huh. Uh, Tina Charles, Piffany Prince, Shemequa Holesclaw, Sue Bird. Come on, we got we them. Got that's uh, right, Tim New Brisco, York City. Right, Tim Briscoe.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. My husband, Foots. Ah, Foots <laughs>
0: the
2: building makes noise. I, That's right. But yeah, we. You know what? New York had good players, and New York still has good players. I need know. Sometimes we we are catching a bad rap that oh, New York fell off, and New York this, and New York that. New York's never going to fall off. You know what? We have strong people. And, and we just have to come together and make sure we get it done. But we have a lot, a lot of, you know, talented young men and young women that, that are yes. real good.
0: doing a thing out here, I, I can't wait. I, I just pray that uh, Dillon High School basketball play this year. It will be an awesome thing to see these kids finish up, you know, all the things that they started. Uh, we have some very good kids that's coming out. Of new york city uh this year so i want to make sure that this class you know has a fair chance to show their work yeah you know, especially before going to the next uh the next level
2: i saw you you said you had eric eric hicks is your boy eric hicks from in front well when eric started he came down to st claire's like 20 years ago
0: yeah tell me about yes. it
2: yes game over He started with that. That's what we used to wear. He used to wear all. I have the old game over uniforms. I wish I would have known because I would have brought the picture. They were yellow, bright yellow uniforms. Game
0: over. Right, right. A picture when we get off. Oh, (laughs) that would be awesome. That would be awesome. He's been our uh, our official sponsor uh, from the time he he came on the show and he just called me and asked me, you know. What can I help you do, man? And he's just been awesome ever since. So he's a really Sloop good guy. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. One of the hardest working men out here.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what can we expect for positive direction in the in the near future?
2: Same thing we've been doing: staying positive, moving in that direction, and and just getting it done for for more um young ladies and young men, and and making sure that you know um we put basketball in it's right perspective i mean i have little ones now because i waited to have children so i have two 11 year olds they're twins and i have an eight year old and they all play so we got to make that. sure that it that it keeps going the way we need to well
0: I could i agree with my next question who are you passing it down to and now you Absolutely. know you can give me that answer they wanted to come yeah.
2: on too let me josie Gender, come here they wanted to come on come on
0: they can come on say hey, hi. hey hey, hey. <laughs> wow
2: where's babe
0: hey. awesome. <laughs> yeah. <Look at> that. <laughs> and, and my god big cat said you coach uh ozzy which is one of our coaches at the junior high school oh ozzy i'm trying what's his first name sean what's his first name We just know him as Ozzy, but, uh, yeah.
2: And that's my son.
0: Wow. All right. How you doing?
2: Good. All
0: right. Hey, listen, let me say something. Your your mom is a legend, you know that? Yes. Yes, definitely. Well, look, good luck with all of you guys. Whatever you do, I know you guys will be good in school, good in sports. Good luck whatever you guys do, okay? Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys and girls, <laughs> Wow, this has been awesome. So, I want to thank you for being part of basketball has coming on the show. Thank you. Sharing your story. Um, now I'm definitely gonna make sure. Okay, well, I, I thought you were gonna put it down there, but refer all my Queens kids, cause you know I. Work right there in Long Island, so I'm definitely going to refer to my kids to your program. Well, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. And before you go, you got to nominate someone to be on the show.
2: Let's see. Um,
0: you have a whole bunch of people who work for you, so. I do. I do. I
2: do. Oh, you mean somebody? you want somebody from Positive Direction?
0: No, well, whoever. I, I don't make that choice. It's, you know, my, the guest choice.
2: So, so my my director, which is Tim's wife, Alethea Briscoe, just finished. Uh, she had breast cancer for the third time. Wow! She beat it, cause that's my wow. that's my girl. Over twenty years, and she's been an intricate part of the program. Um, okay. She's done all the academic components, and um, even throughout her. Three battles with cancer, which started um, in 2006, she never skipped a beat.
0: Wow, um, salute, does, salute Ms. Briscoe. yeah,
2: and she just um, you know, she does all the non-basketball stuff for our program, and and I don't know if too many people can understand that, but like, she's the person that's sitting in the corner with the kid who can't practice because they didn't do well in school, so. Right. You know, she's the one going over the, those spelling words with the kids because they have a spelling test the next day. Um, Checking report cards, collecting report cards, not just talking about it, but doing it. And, um, you know, my program wouldn't be the same without her. Um, you know, besides being one of my bridesmaids, she's just, she's there. You know, that that's my girl. So right. um, I would have to say definitely if you want another female, she's definitely someone I, I would bring on. Um, because she's non-basketball. I mean, she's all for basketball. Don't get me wrong. She is the loudest person in the gym. Anybody will tell you that, okay? And, and, and the referees all know her. But um, she, she really is somebody that every program needs because she does all the non-basketball things. She's not worried about the X's and O's. She's worried about the books. And she's worried about, you know, the, the, the person and the respect and the, all the things that the, a student athlete needs besides a jump shot.
0: Oh, we definitely need that for sure. So how about we do? How about we do a two for? We have uh, Alethea and Tim on, right? This That's way we good. can talk education and basketball together. And it will be go. my first, uh, my first couple on together. There, there you go. <laughs> that will be awesome. Sounds
2: great.
0: Well, my guy Sean said his name was Keith Young.
2: Oh, Kevin, Kevin Young. Young.
0: Kevin Young. Kevin Young. Yes,
2: yes, 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 yes. Yes.
0: yes. Definitely. Well, I just want to make sure um, we get through this interview and we talk about all the things that the questions I wrote down and you answered even more. So thank you again. Appreciate you.
2: Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Have a good night.
0: You too.